Hello, people, and thank you for joining me and my friends on the Game Files podcast. My name is Matthew, and I will be hosting discussions on all things dice throwing, button mashing, page turning, and screen viewing from the past, present, and future of those things that occupy our spare time. All right, welcome back to the show. Uh, we've got uh, our normal special guest, Radis. Hello, hello. And joining us for the first time, we have Abby. Hi, everyone. All right. So today we're going to be... Happy, Abby. Yeah, it's very awesome to have you. It's been quite, yeah. quite a while since we've spoken, but uh, this is definitely a topic that's up your alley uh, as far as uh, our history is concerned. And we're mm-hmm. going to be talking about the world of darkness. This goes along with our dice, uh, dice throwing topics. Uh, obviously, for those who... I shouldn't say obviously. For those who do not know, uh, the world of darkness for us anyways is a series of role-playing games that uh, all of us dove into pretty extensively in our latish teens, early 20s. Mm-hmm. We're all old now, oh, yeah. but that's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Happens to everybody. Nah. But, I mean, honestly, look at us. We look beautiful. I'm just saying. Not look too bad. I, thanks, man. Thanks. Uh, so, anyways, uh, basically, World of Darkness was kind of a, a thing we did all the time. I mean, it was like every weekend after we watched Toonami. Um, or whatever it was back in the day. Uh, we had large groups, small groups, uh, did a lot of dice rolling with that. And primarily uh, we did like the, well, I shouldn't say we because I'm, I'm going to speak for myself, uh, did the vampire and werewolf sides of it. Uh, but we obviously uh, dabbled in all of it, and I bought every single base book. But uh, to get things started, uh, Abby, since you're new to this, why don't you tell us about how you got into the world of darkness. Oh, um, local comic book shop tomorrow is yesterday, which doesn't exist anymore. Sadly, I think it's top cut. We still call now. it that. We still call it world. Tomorrow uh, is yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. Um, my dad used to bowl on a league when he worked for the school district and, uh, he used to bowl at Don Carter. And so I would come along with him and I'd go down to tomorrow was yesterday, which was a couple blocks down and, uh, go check out stuff down there. So, and trying to think when I got into it, if I was like 16 or so, um, enjoyed vampires anyway i remember interview with a vampire had come out a couple years prior i was reading a lot of vampire books and um so when i saw something called vampire the masquerade i'm like what's this and what's role-playing because i had never really known about role-playing before then so uh i know vampire was my intro to the world of darkness and then quickly picked up werewolf and then i believe at the time i was pretty much picking up every base book as it came out yeah it's it's an addiction when it comes to collecting that stuff for sure so much money spent on base books on books in general (laughs) (laughs) so radis where'd you where'd you get your start i know you were uh kind of not around us at that time yeah um so when i got into star wars rpg just walking through the uh what was the it's the hobby store that was on state that did trains and stuff over by Celebration Station. They did role-playing games and uh, books and stuff. So I picked up my Star Wars book there. And I was going through, there was a couple of people that were just talking about all these different games. And they're like talking about how like in-depth this one game was. Like even you had to account for the electricity running through the wall. And I was like, whatever. And I was just getting into it. Um, couldn't find out they were talking about Mage. When I moved to Arkansas, Started playing a few few other games, um, and had a buddy introduce me to Werewolf. So we jumped into I jumped into Werewolf, and loved it. Just loved the story behind it, loved the setting. Um, the group down there didn't really play a whole lot of vampires, but that group down there didn't really play like a game. Like it wasn't we're gonna say not play Werewolf. We they played World of Darkness. So there'd be people every once in a while we'd have one or two people play a vampire, a lot of werewolves, and then I really got into Mage of the Ascension. That is of all the world of darkness is just my my favorite one. Um, I don't know. I just got into that power creep. Um, and if you played World of Darkness, if you have a mage in your group, pretty much everyone else can be screwed if that mage is you know built right or you know he's played for a while just because of the power of it. But just the whole setting, the dark setting, the the fact that you know there's a veil. So you're playing in a world that when you look out your window, that's the world you're playing in. But it's what's really going on out there is what you're running into. 
And of course, you know, being a horror buff, vampires, werewolves, mummies, anything along that line has always intrigued me. Everything from back in the day, picking up Ryan Stroker's Dracula for the first time, and then just getting absorbed to anything that's just dark and mm-hmm. all of that. So oh, yeah. Horror sure. Darkness was just a natural step for me. Yeah, and I mean, you know, during during the the late teen years or whatever, you know, the whole goth thing was a was a thing, and I think we all dabbled in it at some point, if not fully went into it, you know, because we're all that was emo back then, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, is, it is what it is. Um, it was before emo. Was, we, we were emo. <laughs> we were emo before emo. Um, yeah, that's so dumb. But um, for, <laughs> for for me personally, um, mine actually goes back a, a few years before uh, before all of that um i used to short story long story i used to live by the by the river and every i mean it would flood every year but every gosh it was like every four or five years it would flood to the point where we'd have to be evacuated and in one particular year uh we had we were had to be evacuated by a helicopter which was fun um so i have that experience under my belt but uh we spent um about uh, we spent the next week at my grandparents' house. Well, my uncle Andy uh, still lived there. Uh, he's only a few years older than me, really, so not that big of a surprise. Um, but uh, he liked to scare me. That was uh, one of the things he's he's. I mean, he'd probably still do it if he could. Um, and he brought to me. He's like, "Hey, what do you know about vampires?" I'm like, "Oh, you know, Dracula, whatever." You know, he's like, "They're real." I'm like, no, they're not. He's like, "I have the vampire Bible." So he like brings it up. Yeah, you, you already know where this is going. Did he bring out uh, the book of Nod? He brought out the book of Nod, and so he's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, hey, you should. He's like, you should read this. It'll change your life. And he's like, you know, I mean, he's like, you know, he's dead serious when he's telling me this. And I mean, I was a little less gullible than I used to be, but when I was a little kid, man, he got me every time. Um, but he, you know, he hands it to me, and at first I'm like, I'm I'm not gonna read this. This is satanic. And he's like, No, no, it's not satanic. It's it's just a vampire Bible. It's the history of them. And I'm like, Whatever. So I sat there and read it, and I got into it. Like I'm like, for a second, I was like, Man, this because I didn't read any of the intros or the. I just started, you know, page one, and I'm like, Wow, this is messed up. Like this is all, and and I I got into it, and then you know. Because I'm not terribly gullible, or wasn't as terribly gullible at that point, I read everything else around it, and I'm like, "Oh, it's it's part of a game." Oh, okay, got it, got it. Yeah. Um, and then it was it was a few years after that that I actually uh, uh, dove into the actual role playing aspect of it with uh, our vampire group that we played for a while. It was a lot of fun, honestly. Because yeah, I think uh, we didn't start playing till after everyone was out of high school. It was on Friday nights. Yep. Um, kind of th- thinking your house a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then somebody's house in the basement there. Mary, huh? Or was that I'm trying Ma- to think? No, 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 no. It was um, uh, Jason. Jason. Yeah. 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 I was like, gosh, whose house was that? Now that we're kind of chatting and uh, here, I think um, my first time playing was actually on America Online chat rooms. Oh. They had vampire. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm thinking yes, back, because at first I was like, oh, was I 16? And I'm like, no, man, I wasn't driving yet. You know, and then just kind of thinking back further. So I'm wondering if it was like freshman year and kind of thinking about when, um, you know, the internet started becoming available to on a wider scale. I'm just like, oh my goodness, we're so old. No, um, yeah. I yeah. mean, chat um, rooms of the when, when to get on the internet, you had to have dial up, and it sounded like robots screaming. Um, and I remember, oh god, that was why I got my first job, which was at McDonald's because America Online was nine ninety nine, and it was not unlimited. You got like ten hours, <laughs> and then you had to pay hourly. And it was like two bucks an hour or something like that. And I mean, I racked up in the summer like $300 a month <laughs> AOL bills. And so my parents were like, you got to get yourself yeah. a job. And it was a lot of um, playing in chat rooms. And most of it was more focused on the actual role playing. There was a little command you could do for dice. But it seemed like it was more anything goes. It was more more social social than fighting. Because I remember 
um, there was a couple different rooms. One of them was like a bar type type thing. So like a tavern setting. So it was more, I remember there was two or three rooms because if you went to one and nothing was really happening, you popped to the other. And then I actually have a friend now that I've made probably within the last five, six years. And she used to play. She and she won't tell me what her AOL screen name was because I'm so wondering was if I'm wondering yeah. if we actually well. ran into each other. But then she said that she ran into some rooms where there was they were private rooms and there was some uh, X rated ish uh play going on yeah, in there so, so i don't mid-90s chat rooms yeah <laughs> that's so a, that's a whole nother topic <laughs> i don't remember i don't remember if i ever i got pulled into that if i did uh, you know being a, a you, teen you it probably, was probably did but you probably, probably did and it was like oh <laughs> what's happening oh here oh goodness whips yeah. and chains so yeah but i remember i tried to uh, run a couple games at school, um, like during lunch, and it was really hard. You had people floating in and out. I remember my band teacher, who was fairly religious. I wrote just like a little synopsis for it, like a one sheet to give people, and I mentioned like the stuff from the Book of Nod, how um, Cain offered Abel as a sacrifice to God. That's why he killed Abel, because God said, give me, like, your most important. Your or, first fruits or whatever it is. Like, yeah. yeah, like the thing that you love the most. And it was like Abel was a, a shepherd, and he, like, sacrificed his best sheep, and Cain was like, well, my brother, I love my brother so much. So, And I remember uh, my band teacher was like, that's not how it goes in the Bible. And I'm like, well, this is fantasy, you this know. This is not real. This is not real, you know. Or and, is it? Or is it? It's a vampire Bible. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but I don't think uh, we really started playing together till after high school, after graduation. It was Friday nights. Wait till Matt got out of work Yep. at 9 o'clock. Yep. And then and we, we usually would grab grab food and... Play for a couple Go hours. to somebody. Play for a couple hours. And, and... watch Toonami. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, the group that I played with in Arkansas was very similar. We'd wait until everyone got off of their job at second shift, which was like 11, 11.30, and go over to Buddy's house and play for like six hours. Again, mm-hmm. though, being in Arkansas, there's not much else to do. We didn't even have the option of Toonami. Like, cable didn't even exist. It was literally... <laughs> <laughs> nothing no internet you know no tv no nothing so it's like all right so in that state and you probably make a joke it's get drunk get late or get high well the fourth option was to play video or play or role-playing games mm-hmm. He's like, well, we i already did this i already did that yeah. no uh, what's left no no um <laughs> we played a lot of world of darkness there was there was an ongoing group of five of us that played for two straight years every night of the week afterward nice. except for like fridays because fridays was the get drunk night <laughs> Because, you know, well, you play from 11.30 to 4 or 5 in the morning, go home, go to bed, you get up at 2 to go back to work, work till 11.30. Friday, 11.30, you got off work. So I was like, all right, we're going to drink till 3 or 4, borrow a boat from the local dry dock and go out in the lake and bring it back about sunrise. But typically, sometime that next afternoon, we're back playing World of Darkness. Um, like I said, we had everything jumping in. It was a group of four of us that played every time, and then we had, like, eight other people that would jump in and would play, you know, one or two nights or disappear for a month and then come back and play for a night or just show up just to hang out and, you know, ruin the session because you didn't play that you were hanging out talking. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, in my opinion, of all the, the role-playing games I've played, it's got one of the simplest systems, mm-hmm. but the story... It's pretty just, comprehensive. Just the world, yeah, well, in the world that they've got built, you can do pretty much whatever you want. Like yeah. if you want to, you know, make a lawyer that's in downtown New York, it's great. You can do that. And then with a good storyteller, all of a sudden, you know, you end up at a bar or whatever, and all of a sudden your eyes get open and you're awakened into this world of darkness. And from there, it's just whatever the GM wants to do. You can start off as the most mundane character and get pulled into some of the greatest stories that you know people mm-hmm. have written or told, or you could go full blown and play, you know the epitome of a vampire or a werewolf that's just hack and slash everything. And again, with a good GM, it just gets pulled into a great story. The system was just so 
flexible and malleable to fit any play style. You, know, you get mm-hmm. people who are strictly into role play. You never pick up a dice, and they could have thousands of hours of fun. Where you have someone who hates the role playing but just wants to create a guy who's gonna hack and slash everything. Someone looks at him wrong, he's there to cut off his head. And that same player can have thousands of hours of fun. And and both of those groups could play together and still have thousands of hours of fun. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and that yeah, you're right because the, the the dynamics of it is the, depending on what tribe, clan, blah blah blah, yep. you know, whatever order mm-hmm. that you were in, depending on which game you played. I mean, they they would interact, and you know, uh, I'd say no matter what, there's there's always a social aspect to it. But you know, if you have somebody that primarily likes the social, the that or that side of it, the social aspect of it, they can still intertwine with the, the hack and slashers because they'll just do their little manipulations and and messing mm-hmm. messing with people that way instead of instead of just you know shooting them in the face with a fireball or whatever you know whatever yeah. magic or whatever that there is for that. Um, mm-hmm. you, you know, you were talking about, the, you were talking about, uh, uh, having that in high school and like, you know, writing like a, the synopsis on it. Um, I did a paper my senior year. Uh, it was, I can't remember exactly what it was in, in English, but it had to do with the, the Beowulf story. And I, yep. u- I used the book of Nod as a, as a source. And so I, I, I was putting all kinds of weird stuff in there, you know, and, and I, I mean, I, yeah, it was, yeah, it was in my, uh, my, my source material and, uh, I got an A on that because, you know, it's awesome. But, um, yeah, I, I, I specifically remember again, you know, playing vampire, I mean, it's vampire first, um, mm-hmm. for, you know, uh, Friday nights, uh, we had, and we, we got to the point where. I mean, we had, what was it, 13, 14 people in that one group? What? That group was a huge, that was huge. pain in the butt it because was. it was too big. It was too big. Um, it was too big. Um, three of us were very well versed in the system. I just remember a lot of people getting invited along, like, and everybody was like uh, asthmite. Cause they're like there was like two or three, yeah. I I usually played Malkavian. There was that guy Drew. I think he was a Bruja. I can't remember if you were a Bruja or a Gangrel. I was and a, then I was a, a true Bruja because I because oh, they let okay. me play that. Yeah. Yes, and I remember everybody else was an Asmite, and we were in Chicago. And it's like you know if one one of this clan is in town, it's bad news. <laughs> we had like six or seven it's because people would say, Oh, we're playing this cool game, bring a friend along. And then we'd have to spend like the first hour or so explaining it and doing character creation for a new person. And you go through the clans and it's like, okay, this clan are like the rebels. These cl- this clans, the aristocrats, these are the artists, this clans, the assassin. And immediately I want to be an assassin. And we had a lot of problems too because sometimes these people would come once or twice, then disappear. Or like an asimite does. Yes. Um, <laughs> or come one week and not, not the next, and it was very hard to be consistent because yeah. I remember a lot of our games didn't seem to. Um, and at a good point, and I think part of that probably did just with inexperience of our uh, storyteller at the time, and um, so. A good storyteller has a hard time, and you've got that many people coming too many. out of a game. Yeah. It was way was too like many. Three different groups of us because we all split off. And well, I just remember like a, a lot of the new players had no concept, or they just didn't care about the masquerade. The whole thing that there's this world running beneath the other world, and you don't want to let the mundanes know. And, because at that you know, time there's six billion of them, and yeah. you know, however many thousand of you or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, and I remember a lot of people in our group had no care in the world, and they're just like, "Well, I'm an assassin. I want to go kill people." And it's like, that's not an assassin. That's a psychopath. Like an assassin. <laughs> that's a. That's just a straight murderer. That's just that's just a straight murderer. <laughs> assassin, you know, is usually hired and <laughs> guided or told to take this person out. Yeah. So I remember. It turned into um, Matt, myself, and Drew. Yeah. The only people um, 
that actually we're trying to accomplish. And I think that's why we, you know, split the group. So, um, and then I also remember how that session, that, that game ended and I was extremely unhappy. Well, Do you remember um, yes, two peas I, in a bucket? Yes, I was just going to say that. <laughs> I was just going to say that. For sure. Because, I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Don't worry, yeah. audience. You're not the only one lost on inside. Okay, so I was there this that. is great. So so um, a character, we're, we're going to keep this, uh, we're going to keep names out of this a little bit. So, yeah. so um, a character was brought in, or a player was brought in, and immediately uh, took over the story in every way as far as, you know, they were ultra powerful and, you know, everything that we were working towards gradually, that person just killed them, like, and just yeah. and did all that. Um, and then... We were, we were going against the Prince of Chicago. Like, the Prince of Chicago had screwed with our group, and finally all these somehow we managed with this group of ever-changing players <laughs> to actually, yeah, we had this very well set up plan. And that night our storyteller let somebody come in to play and their, let this person session. play first session and let them play a way, way overpowered character. Yeah, I am not necessarily against people having overpowered characters if they can play them with some restraint but right. a lot of people can't play them with restraint and i remember we had like the code word was bucket yeah <laughs> to like basically bucket meant like all hell should break loose yeah. now and kill the prince and you made some comment like i'll use it in a sentence like two peas in a bucket yeah but then <laughs> and, but we never got to use that and then we, we and didn't then, get any hits. No, no, no. And then when we, it was uh, it was myself, you, uh, Drew was no longer in there for reasons. For reasons. Um, and then Jason, because Jason was at almost every single one of them, even the time oh, when okay. I, I feel like he was abducted by aliens. That was a weird night. Um, <laughs> that's a that's another story for another day. Yeah. Um, anyways, but uh, but the three of us uh, decided that we were done with this new player and yeah. one way or another, whether we were taken out or that dude was taken out that it was just going to happen. And that was the same code word. We had talked about it privately where it's like, yep. as soon as we say bucket, like it's, it's over and yeah. we never, we never got to do it though. Cause this, cause it, no. it, it, cause the group, it was ruined. The story was ruined. I think it, we pretty much fell apart after that session. Yeah. I don't remember a session after that, but we, we I just talked, remember we had talked about if we have another session, we were going to do that, but it just yeah. never happened, which is sad. And this character was so overpowered. I remember I was using, um, I believe it was obfuscate that you could, was that the one there where you could change your, you could appear as someone else. Uh, I think it was like level yeah. three. Yep. You could do that. Yeah. yeah. So, and just me trying to walk to the prince that we were going to take out, and this particular character was so overpowered that, you know, it's one of those, like, well, I have this ability, it gives me an extra role, it gives me an extra action, and then if I do this, I get an extra action. So, I mean, the time that, you know, I guess in the real world, if this was playing out in the real world or a movie, like... I couldn't even walk like 20 feet to the guy we we're going after. He was dead because this character just came in and utterly obliterated. Well, and, and I learned later on that this character now, uh, for the listeners who do not, do not know, um, in the, in the vampire game, um, usually you start out somewhere between eighth and 13th generation. So that's mm -hmm. that many generations removed from Kane, who was the first vampire. Um, but uh, I remember I was an eighth gen because that I spent the points and, and got mm -hmm. that. Um, I found out later that the this particular player uh, was allowed to play a sixth gen. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, he was a true bruja as well, and he has an ability called Temporis, which essentially is messing with time. So that's yeah. why he got to have like a million actions and... And I mean, I I'm not gonna lie, I abused it because I had the same some of the same mm -hmm. abilities, uh, but that's because I could and I planned it that way. But um, but yeah, when you let somebody come in, that, and and at that point, you know, every generation 
uh, earlier than eighth is just ridiculously more and more. It's like exponentially more powerful as far as that goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had no chance. We were going to die if we did that. It's fine. But we didn't. So, But it, we didn't because I think after that we never played with that group again. And um, then uh, – we, we I want to say we did. Didn't we play yeah. again? Wasn't that when we were going to the Lions? I don't – I can't remember. I think that was all part was of – part of it. That yeah, this ongoing Friday night group, and then um, then I remember um, a couple of you guys moved down to DeKalb because you were going to NIU. That would be me. And we moved it down there, and that's when um, Ray came into the. And we did some yeah, werewolf with him. And we did werewolf. We that's had a werewolf is. group. Um, that played for a little bit. We were doing like a rage across the Amazon campaign. Um, I remember our characters wore loincloths. It was basically boots and loincloths because it's really hot in the Amazon and you only have so many, uh, points to, to have clothes that shift with you. Um, (laughs) that I thought that was a really neat solution in werewolf that you can bind clothing and items to you. So you didn't have to worry about the, I just shifted back to human and I'm naked yeah. and you know, wherever no you shifted do it, but now I've got to yeah, run across this downtown New York street, but naked at two in the afternoon. That, <laughs> yeah. It's going to draw attention. Yeah, to it's fine. It's yeah. Fine. So um, I remember we played that for a while we, and then, and, um, and, and I remember it was when, when we played that, it was kind of neat because when we were deciding, I mean, we, we chose what uh, tribes we were part of. Um, yeah. However, when it came to the moon sign, because the moon sign uh, had a lot to do with your abilities as mm-hmm. well. I remember yep. there was that website we went to. And so the the time that we were born, you could put that in and it would say oh. what the moon sign oh, was. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I, yeah. I've, I've done that. I've done that before where I've pulled up my time and date of birth and stuff. And I was like, uh, technically, I would be, I think I'm a waxing gibbous <laughs> or am I a waning gibbous? Right. I would be a, I, I think it's a gallard, a storyteller. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I tended, yeah, I tended to lean towards like Theurge, but. Yeah. Yeah. And but then, in real life. And and I was born uh I was born uh when the moon was like ninety eight point nine percent full. So that was fun. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so I played uh and, and I I'm probably botching the pronunciation, but I called it Naharan, but yeah. Whatever. Who cares? That was a hard yeah. stuff with the world of darkness. Like it took me a yeah. long time to pronounce like figure out Malpavian, but then it's like is it a shimase to to zime to how do you Samitsi or Samitsi. Samitsi. Yeah, Shimizu yeah. are the two that I've always heard say. Yeah, well, so there were there were some clan names and some names of things that were just like. Yeah, yeah. How do I pronounce Is this? Thamaturgy or thaumaturgy? Um, potato, yeah. potato. But yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, they were all fantastic. Uh, all the games that we played is that. And then I remember I ran. It was later on, um, and you were part of this. I ran. A werewolf campaign, and it was, um, it was, it, I don't think you were there the whole time, though, if I remember. I think you came in after we'd played for a while, if I'm not mistaken. I think you brought me in. Um, I think there was three of us, and then you as because of Jeff, but Jeff wasn't always there, so we gave him the sleep traveling ability just because, yeah, and it kind of made it actually kind of made sense with his character. But I would say that was probably my favorite game that we did that werewolf campaign that you um, were the storyteller for. We were Menwo's Fang was our pack. Yes, we were. And That's I, amazing. And then, yeah. And then I think um, this was about the time that I moved out of state. And I think it maybe came back a couple times. But then well, and, and I was I was going to college and, and stuff. So I kind of had a lot of stuff going on. I know. <laughs> <laughs> But I remember good life gets in the way of gaming. Yeah. yeah, I remember though that with that campaign, uh, after I uh, after we killed off EJ, um, which, mm-hmm. was, which was amazing. That was I, I talked about this in a previous podcast. It, it is what it is, but I was I really enjoyed that. Um, I'm like, but, weren't we botching a bunch of rolls to save him? 
I think you were. And then I gave, was anyone upset that no, nobody was. And he, and then, he, yeah. And then he, I think he created a character and played like two more sessions. And that was, that was the end of EJ. Um, yeah. But, uh, but what was really sad about that campaign is all of the end of the world books had come out. Yep. And I, we like the last thing, you, and I remember this pretty vividly, the last thing you guys fought and it wasn't just you, it was a bunch of different, groups or whatever fought like this kraken type spirit that was mm-hmm. in uh that was in lake michigan and um i can't remember exactly how it went but it, it the because of because of your guys group uh basically doing the the bulk of you know taking care of it uh mm-hmm. they i can't remember if they cleanse i think they cleansed the spirit or something but then bound it to a switchblade that was given to you do you remember oh. that? Yeah. And it was so I need OP. to find that character sheet. It's probably in a box somewhere for me moving a couple times. I know I haven't thrown it away because I have a binder with that character sheet. I think the one from the Rage Across the Amazon oh, game. Awesome. And then I have some artwork that I got from an illustrator who illustrated mainly for Werewolf, but did some of the vampire stuff. I met him at Gen Con, and it was the last year it was in Milwaukee before it moved to Indy. And I bought a couple prints from him because I instantly recognized his work, and I just kind of hung out at his table and, like, I guess artist fan. You were like a fan girl, yeah. (laughs) It was just like it was really nice to talk to him, and and I know he seemed very happy because someone recognized his work. It wasn't even like I had to look at the books on the table to be like, oh, you illustrate for White Wolf. It was like. Oh, holy crap. You little straight for White Wolf. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, and, you know, oh, this is the cover of this particular source book. So, yeah. yeah. That's really cool. That's actually fantastic. That's a wow. Yeah. I, that was really cool. Yeah. That is really cool. I, at some point, I'd love to see those sheets again. I don't, I'm, I've got a box of stuff. I probably have some of that stuff in there too, but. I'd love mm-hmm. I, just because I'd love to see that, especially, the, especially that Switchblade. Cause I can't, I remember you, I think you used it once. And like you, basically, whatever. If you like stuck somebody with it, it would base. It would be like the the sucker tooth razor thing, and like a chunk of them would come ripping off. It was so stupid. Yeah, I think when my character used it, it was like shock. Yeah. At the effect, it's like I'm going to use this switchblade that I have, and then it was like like, it caused utter. You know, like you just kill somebody instantly. Like 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 a chunk like eight inches wide comes ripping out of them, basically. Um, and then, yeah. and then the sad part, and this was the saddest part about that campaign, was you guys. I mean, we played it right up to the apocalypse. Like, yeah, I had it planned. Like, we were going to play the apo- the apocalypse in the next. I mean, it'd probably take. Oh, hopefully, if you know everybody doesn't die right away. But uh, I mean, it was going to be like probably four or five sessions, and we were going to play the end of the world. <laughs> I and remember we, we were building. We didn't yeah. do it. <laughs> Cuz you guys even yeah cuz yeah you guys had that vi- I think it was a vision of a mm-hmm. part of that with King Albright getting smoked. Yeah. Even yeah, cuz I got to say like um White Wolf in the World of Darkness um I was better versed in vampire and werewolf. I think werewolf is actually my favorite out of that and i think it and i think that's a large part to that last game that last group that we had that i have such fond memories and actually getting stuff accomplished yeah (laughs) which was always good um that makes me feel good thank you (laughs) yeah you know um but i gotta say like i mean when white wolf was building up i mean they said like well you know we've in all of our books it's we taught we've talked about the end times so we're going to put our money where our mouth is and actually have the end times and they also released a lot of supplementary material in the form of novels and the novels so were I, great i read them and all. the novels yeah, were are. great yeah. i think like every i know vampire had a series i think it was called the winnowing that kind of went through and i don't really recall that much about um what happened with that but i remember um werewolf had a book for every tribe oh and the last and it had the last was amazing 
and it was like King Albright dying. And he's like, and where's, where's Mephi? Memf- where's Mephi? Where's Mephi faster I, than death? I need he needs him. to I, tell this exactly. story. It was so cool. Oh, my God. Oh, the drama. Oh, the tears. Where he's looking he's around, talking. and it's like, there's that guy. There's that dead guy. And it's like, oh, it was All brutal. these people I know are dead. Yeah. Oh, man. So, wow. That was, uh, that was as good. someone who someone who likes, uh, you know, movies that kind of end on a downer. Let's hear it. Um, Empire Strikes Back. And I mean, I know this isn't related to the White Wolf thing, but uh, was it was it you and I that watched Wolf's Reign? Yeah. That, that anime and that ends. Very... That was another one that completely ended. Well, it ended on a downer, but then I think it was like the, well, the they, seeds. Mission accomplished. Mission well, accomplished. Evil but... still existed, too. I <laughs> Yeah, I recently... Yeah, I recently had gone back and kind of read the synopsis of Wolf's Reign, and yeah. I was like, God, yeah, everyone everyone was dying. Oh, and brutally. At, just at the end. <laughs> but yeah. but it, well, that, to me, that felt like werewolf. Like it, Once again, it was another apocalypse situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, if it's an apocalyptic situation, you got to have body count. Yeah. So, and sometimes you don't win. Yeah. I mean, really, like or either that or you are – I mean – you're not on the winning side, <laughs> like yeah, you, or or well, even in, or even if you even are, if you do, almost like everyone cost. is gone. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I didn't read. I didn't read a whole lot about it. Uh, maybe you know about this, Radis. How did Mage end, or did it end? I don't think it actually ever did. Um, Mage was the one. Don't think like it never really had like the end of the world scenario. There was no Gehenna or anything like that for Mage. Because mage was literally just holding reality together. For a mage to end, everything just ceases. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't think they ever went a route. I don't remember there ever being like a epitome. We're trying to stop this ultimate evil from happening because it was just that ultimate evil was the nonstop constant threat in mage. Because as you know, werewolves, you're fighting and you know you're trying to stop Gehenna and all of that. But with mage at any one particular time if mage got powerful enough he could just snap his fingers around he ceases to exist and that's any mm-hmm. mage so as I, said, I don't remember there ever actually being a true like this is what they're working for and uh, most of your mage characters are just trying to stop the technocracy which is just stopping the government because mm-hmm. they're the ones holding magic back and keeping it from doing good even if you know you didn't do it they came and hunted you so, mm-hmm. um, and then when it got closer to the end where they were putting out that stuff, I'd already, we'd have moved on to other role-playing games. So I didn't really get into the, the end cycle. Plus we were still, still bouncing around like playing the dark ages versions. Mm-hmm. And, oh yeah. I forgot um, about those too. Yeah. Uh, dark ages. I think there was a yeah. Victorian vampire. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah Cause they, they did dark ages for everybody. And then they did a specific setting for each one. Yep. So there was the Victorian. Let's see here where it was it? Wild, yeah, Wild West. West. I yeah. still Wild West. Yeah, yep. I still have. I know it's where it is in the basement right now. I have the Werewolf, the Wild West poker deck. Oh, that's nice. awesome! That yeah, awesome. that's yeah. like I've never. I, I opened it and unwrapped it to look at the cards, but I've never like physically played a card game. What was the with quality the cards. of those cards? They're pretty decent. They? Then they're bigger. Yeah. They're a bigger awesome. playing card, wow. but um, yeah, all the uh, the like uh, royal cards yeah. were the werewolves, and it was like you know how like a you know like the queen of hearts has two heads, like so no matter which way you have the card, her head is up. So it had the um, human version, and then like the werewolf. That's cool. Or that's really cool. The like Fremori version. So yeah, they were pretty wow. cool. That's wow. So I still have those. I have parted ways with a lot of my World of Darkness I did stuff. Too. I sold them all to my buddy Roger. And I regret now it. that we sit here and reminisce, I'm <laughs> like, oh, I kept my werewolf, Time my books, um, from moving moving a couple times. And it, this wasn't just World of Darkness books. This was books in general. And yeah. I think after the one of the last times I moved. Just boxes and boxes and books are freaking heavy. Yeah, they are. Um, so I kind of parted ways with a lot of stuff. And now I would love to play a vampire game. Um, some of my friends that I know 
um <laughs> they used to play they used to play <laughs> vampire it's like you guys want to play second gen vampire and um they're down in aurora and we had kind of like kicked around um possibly playing a game this this guy his license plate on his car says ventru nice. <laughs> so <laughs> to this day to this day well i mean nice. we, like we we i mean we fully drank the kool-aid of all that i mean we i we had the pins we, I yeah. mean, you know, oh, yeah. the the books. I mean, we, we did. I've and, got and, a glaive around here somewhere in a box. Oh yeah, I, remember I have. That. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the the knife. That's the fantastic. Glaive. Yeah, yeah. The it, glaive. I think it's fantastic. It's in that's my bedroom. Uh, I'm, that's in I'm case jealous. someone. That's in case an intruder comes in there. That thing's or, sharp. Oh, it's sharp. It's heavy. It's got. No, you could kill somebody with that thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All the stuff that White Wolf put out, all the supplementary like non-gaming stuff, was fantastic. The tarot cards were good condition. The glaive mm-hmm. is fantastic. So I can only imagine that the the uh, Wild West deck of cards oh, is going to be wow. really good quality. Yeah. Too. So, so I mean, White Wolf had any... it. White Wolf had it. Like they, they I mean, yeah. they cornered the market on, yeah. on all of that. All the 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 uh, uh, merchandise with that. I yeah. Because I mean. I wanted the shirts. I wanted the books. I wanted everything White Wolf because it was so good. Oh, Matt, remember when you pushed me into the wall and I was goofing around and I slid down the wall and there was one of those corner protectors and I totally ripped the back of my Malkavian shirt? Yeah. You heard it and we yeah. had this look on our faces like, no. Yeah. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We I think so- that. We were all so I, physical back then. I know. I think that was You're like dumb. my second Malkavian shirt because I think I wore out the first one and yeah. I had to go get a new one. Yeah. Um, wow. That's so cool. do we know here, like, whatever happened to to White Wolf exactly? Because after the whole apocalypse, so, you know, they had said, we're putting our money where our mouth is, and all these people have been, you know, the vampires and the werewolves and mages everyone had some kind of um end times mythology type thing so it was like here we go we're gonna end it and it's like wow and you were sad because it's like i don't want these games to end but then it again amazing. it's amazing like, they don't well then again they don't have to end yeah you can always play and if you didn't like the apoc the stuff in the apocalypse you could have just played second gen you know i mean yeah. but then i remember probably there. like a year or so after they rebooted everything. Yeah. Yeah. And four, just looking here on Oh, Oh four, they released vampire, the Requiem. Yep. Which was the reboot. Yeah. And then they did. And Werewolf I bought it because it's White Wolf. the next year. Well, yeah, it was white wolf. And everyone's like, okay, the first one, the first edition, the second edition were fantastic. But yeah. the system went to crap. Like they, they did what, D and is doing right now at fifth, and they said, "Okay, let's take this what we think is an overcomplicated system, streamline it, you know, bump it down, make it more about the story." The problem was they already had all that. Like, yeah, the system for White Wolf wasn't that hard. So mm-hmm. the core of their players were like, "I like the fact that I've got you know twelve skills and you know nine stats, and now I've got four pips, and it just I don't know, they just lost a lot of players." Just looking at this now, you were on the same page, but. Looks like January or May of 2016, they they released something in that new world of darkness called Dark Eras, but that's the last thing listed that they published so four years ago. Hmm. And yeah. I know now, when you Google World of Darkness, a White Wolf isn't the first thing that comes up. There's not even a White Wolf page. It takes you to this modifious entertainment, which has all of the vampire stuff, oh. and looks like they're releasing <laughs> werewolf stuff. They've got a vampire fifth edition book that's out. The webpage yeah. is the Euros only, but huh. um, I know um, Mind's Eye Theater, which we never, I never played. I had a couple of the books that was so that was the LARP live action role play version of yeah, World we, of Darkness. We would make fun of it, even though we probably would have loved. Even it. Even though we I, would, I if we it. if if we could get people together, we would have totally played it. And oh, it was yeah. funny because that when I went to Gen Con, that. Last year that it was in Milwaukee, I was standing outside and these people approached me and handed me a fl- they were just they handed oh, me a flyer and they were just like, Hey, we're doing a vampire LARP tonight if you're interested. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. I'm not sure if I'm gonna be around because I was kind of just there for the day. And when they walked away, I was like, 
man, is it obvious that I play World of Darkness? <laughs> and of course, I was wearing like black pants and like a black shirt with like a blue dragon on it. So I think I just screamed like, yeah, I play yeah. World of Darkness. So yeah, like, they didn't yeah. even ask me, do you play World of Darkness? They're like, we got a vampire LARP going on. I remember- They read your aura. <laughs> with, with one of my ex-boyfriends, we tried, we went up to Milwaukee um, twice. Supposedly there was a- vampire LARP group that played at um, the the college campus up there. And um, there was one time, I remember one time we went and they weren't there because it was just like, oh, they play every Saturday night and we drove all the way to Milwaukee and they weren't even there. Nice. Um, we went there the one time I had wanted to try something new. I wanted to play a Giovanni. I had kind of written a little backstory um, I think I was going to be like a broker in religious relics. Um, cause I remember religious relics could actually hold some power and stuff. So I kind of had this neat concept worked up and everything. And I think I made like a little prop or two, like just out of some bacon, the oven clay, like it's the finger bone of a saint, you know, and yeah. stuff. And I remember we went up there and there was a couple people playing and the storyteller up there was just like, well, I don't want you to play that. It's like, oh, okay. You know, and it was like, okay, I guess you're the guy in charge, you know. And then I was like, can, can I be Bruja? And he's like, no, we have too many of those. But you can be Nosferatu. And then it was just people just standing around talking, like, not in character. It wasn't role-playing. It was hanging out. And yeah. it was very disappointing. So, obviously you know, driving like an hour and a half to go be disappointed every week didn't sound like something very fun. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing, yeah, with LARPing, like you can have an okay tabletop and, you know, you can still kind of get through it and still have a good time. But if you go for a LARPing and it's not a well-run game or you just don't have enough people into it, it literally is just, you know, 30 people standing in this park talking and it's, Oh, you know, those three people over there are friends, and that's all they're talking to. Those four over there are friends. Oh, those two people are actually in character, but they can't really do anything because no one else is interacting with them to push any kind of a story. Yeah. I'm going to rock, and, paper, scissors you to death. Yeah. Ah, nope. <laughs> so I have the thumb. Screw I've rock, seen, <laughs> I think, Mind's Eye Theater. So someone must have bought the Mind's Eye Theater stuff because I think I've seen a couple Kickstarters where they were looking mm -hmm. to publish some material. But um, the aforementioned friend who used to play on AOL chat rooms, um, she used to LARP Vampire in Detroit, and it sounded like they had an amazing LARP because they would get people would come from different cities. They had some groups come down from, um, I'm trying to think, I think Toronto isn't too far from Detroit. So they had a, a group come down from Toronto. So I was like, dang. I mean, granted, Detroit is right on the Canadian border. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Canada. Um, but yeah, she she never tabletopped World of Darkness. It was always AOL chat rooms and LARPing, but she has some pretty fun stories i was yeah. like man i that would have been a lot of fun to get involved with a, a group like that yeah and it, yeah you know. see i played a few times in little rock with a group down there and it wasn't a bad bad time but the group that i was going down with we were again it was an hour hour drive from the little town i lived in we just stopped going down there but uh, we also played several times at rock con which is the Gen Con of Little Rock, Arkansas. Mm -hmm. um, that's actually one of the first conventions I went to. Um, LARPing's fun if you've got, you know, even if you've got 30 people, if 10 of them are really into it doing the story, it's just like a tabletop game. If you get five or six people into it and they're pushing a story and you've got a good storyteller, LARPing is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Just because of the fact that it gets away from the table and now it's like, okay, for people who are into, and I don't understand why LARPing's not bigger now because costuming is huge. Costuming is mm -hmm. like taking over geek yep. fandom and that's the epitome of LARPing you know yeah I could go and dress I walk into a LARP game just like I am now or I could spend the time and money to create a costume from head to toe to represent my character and then you just become your person and then just do you know just act and goof off and have a good time <laughs> mm -hmm. you just do your world of and darkness it, thing yeah and, and I think world of darkness did it well um 
because you have to take a system where it's like, okay, we're doing combat that requires dice rolling. And then, like you just said, they can with rock, paper, scissors. And then if you had the right feet, you had something bombed. It was just a thumbs up and it beat anything except for, I think, scissors. Scissors was the only scissors thing that could beat cut it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you could only use it so many times in a conflict. But you said, like I said, you had to have the feet and something else. So it was interesting and, and it allowed to streamline it so you didn't have to get bogged down with a lot of extra combat rules. Just walk up and try to punch somebody or. You know, um, in, uh, with Vampire, you could walk up to someone if they're not paying attention, a GM, you know, you have a storyteller next to you, you go, okay, I'm going to walk up behind this person, cut their throat, three, two, one. It happens. person wasn't paying attention to you, you just like you walked up and did it. So it really streamlined tabletop to, to LARPing. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So real quick, guys. So well, World of Darkness, any any game, whatever, as far as World of Darkness goes. What is your favorite memory or story uh, with that? And we'll start with you, Radis, because you're always on this podcast. So put you on the cool. spot. Um, it's a session that we played for like two straight years. So my character was a marauder mage. Was a child brought over to the U.S. during uh, Lewis and Clark and got lost. My parents got killed. And I got found by a native tribe of Indians and raised and taught their ways of magic. First instance of the character we're using magic, he blows up the entire tribe, which causes him to rap. Well, his madness is now he is he sees Native Americans everywhere. He's walking down the street and there's just groups of Native Americans. You know, by the time the character's been developed, I've you know, the characters learned to ignore most of those. About six months in that session, I have another buddy who joins the game who's going, I don't remember what the character was, I just know that he was blatantly playing a Native American. Full-blown, born on the on it, spent three months, my character never spoke to him. Because my character spent the entire book, that, that's an Indian, I don't, Indians aren't real, they don't exist. But he was the full-blown headdress, rode the horse, used a bow and arrow, he may, he may have been a werewolf and had a totem for... Uh, a bow and arrow but like we'd go just sessions i wouldn't say anything to him at a certain point like three sessions in he asked me like i says like is ray mad at me like what do you mean they go because he hasn't spoke to me in game he's completely ignored me every session and they laugh and let it go for a couple more days and then we got talking out of session it's like yeah and we got to talk about characters and it's like yeah my character sees native americans everywhere and i just kind of ignore him and he stops and looks at me and he's like so you've been in character like yeah because that's why he's like, yeah, you're a Native American. My character doesn't even think you exist because you're part of his uh, insanity. That's awesome. So it was just, <laughs> yeah, it was great. Just no one told him until like several sessions in. And then he was like, well, that makes complete sense. And he goes, bravo for being a role player character. And I was like, well, thanks for not, you know, punching me. I was being <laughs> a dick for two weeks. That's awesome. What about but, you, yeah, that... Oh... No, I feel like I've touched on a lot of stuff. I know some yeah. of them were aggravating, like, memories, you know, like, oh, when, oh, bucket. P- PTSD about it. <laughs> bucket, you know, and to this day, you know. I still say that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, two peas in a bucket. Two so. peas Can I, in a bucket. Do you want me to make that? The cherished memory? Sure, I mean, because it was fun. Is bucket the fact that it's something that I've remembered, you know, 20 years for, later. yeah, 20 years <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. So. More than 20. Possibly. Actually, Maybe 2021. It is 2020. 2022. Getting close to the end of 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Just remember. So. Yeah, that's the other thing. They were like, it's talking about in high school, and it's like, oh, that was in like 94. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shut up, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear it. I'm the oldest one in this podcast, so I will keep bringing it up. Yeah, roll down with fine. me. So, but so I'll generally, up. like that last game, that last werewolf game where we were building up towards the apocalypse, uh, I just have just the overall warm, fuzzy feeling. And where all the games, but man, I just loved the mythology behind the werewolf game. And when World of Darkness decided to reboot, I picked up the vampire book and 
was really irritated because it seemed like they comboed a lot of clans together. And I just yeah, remember being like really bad. pissed off about Werewolf because a big part of the original Werewolf game is you were born that way. Um, and I just thought that was such a neat concept. And I had mentioned one time, it's like, I wanted to play a kinfolk game. So these were the people that were related to the werewolves, but genetically you did not get the gene, but you could see them, but you were like the only, um, I don't want to say the only humans because some hunters could, um, but the the veil didn't work with you because you were related to them. And I really wanted to explore that. I thought that was a pretty cool well, concept. You did a little bit, though, because we with had our story writing, notebook, which, by yeah, the way, because I still story. have that. Oh, goodness. It's, sitting right, um, it's like 10 feet from me hoarders. right now. Nice. Um, like a bad episode of Hoarders. I know. <laughs> but I remember just being really pissed off about because I believe when they re-released the new werewolf book, you had to be genetically have it, but you also had to be bitten by a werewolf to shift for the first time. So they were trying to play up on a lot of that classical werewolf mythology where, yeah, where you had to be bitten. And I just thought, and it just, I didn't delve deep into it, but they took away the whole spiritual aspect with like the Umbra and the spirits. And it was, I'm like, I'm done. I'm sorry. Yeah. Wait, well, you've gotten enough money. <laughs> so. yeah, and they had, yeah, they got lots of money. Lots from of my us, money. From all so, of us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, my, my favorite, my favorite uh, moment. I don't know if it's a moment thing, whatever about mm-hmm. it. And it's it's stupid. It really is stupid, but I just it, it makes me happy. But when we were running through the Amazon in loincloths, uh, I remember I had a was it, I want to say it was a backpack or a, a satchel or something, and it was a it was a it was a fetish that I could at any time I could reach in my character anyways could reach in and pull out a Guinness. And so here we are. Yes. So so here we are. I was like, I remember you had the satchel. Yep. And so here but we didn't... go ahead. But didn't that appear with the character in our final game? We had an NPC. That, yes, I brought him would, over into it. Yes, yes. yes. Yep. Because yeah. I remember the NPC that kind of guided our pack uh, would pull Guinness yeah. and, out and, of his bag. And I totally <laughs> killed him. Oh. I did. I'm trying to think if I was there for that. You, I, I, I okay, okay, actually, here's the thing. You guys never knew he died. You just knew that this. You found the satchel. You killed him off screen. I killed. Well, it it was going to yeah, be part of the story. It was going to be part of the story because he because he was part of your pack. And, yeah. And it, that was going to be part of the story was that as far as the the apocalypse part of it was not only you know what were you obligated because you are werewolves like like that's your mm-hmm. your goal is to. Uh, postponed slash thwarted it at the end, like you knew it was going to happen, but um, but that was going to be like that little bit of added bonus to it, where it's like, so you lost like the this you know member of your pack, and and mm-hmm. so I, I kill I didn't kill him off screen. He was going to die in front of you, but it was just it just we didn't get there. <laughs> Life happened. Yeah, because then you know there would be a lot of rage at that point, and rage was important. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome, man. This has been a great conversation. I've, I've, I've missed, I've missed you. I really have. Aw. Thanks. I've missed you guys too. Yeah. Okay. So, um, final thoughts, really quick. Do we want White Wolf to make a comeback and pull all this stuff out again, or are we too old and not willing to spend the money? <laughs> well, there's this there's this great place, you know. It's internet's on computers now. Oh, shut your um, Where you can get PDFs and not have to spend the money. Mm-hmm. That's but true. Or I eBay. would spend the money. Well, if if White Wolf came back and they were to put out second gen, or even if it was fifth edition, but went back to the second edition setting mm-hmm. and even closer to the second edition rules, like if the rules were different or whatever, but the setting was the same. The feel was the same. I'd have no problem dropping 
you know, 40 to 60 bucks on a couple books if I had a group to play on a consistent hmm. time. Uh-huh. That's, I mean, that's my problem here in St. Louis right now. I have a, a shelf full of board games. I have all kinds of books. I have all kinds of ideas and loves for games, but I'm finding that role-playing over the internet, while it is stating some of it, it yeah. just isn't the same as sitting doing, around a table. We've had a D&D yeah. group going, our COVID. I've got a D&D, D&D and a Pathfinder group going. Mm-hmm. These are really weak pathfinders every week, and it's like I'm enjoying them, but it just doesn't. It's, it's not, not the same. same sitting around a table. No. Yeah, we've been uh, playing a Star Wars. I've been playing a Star Wars game, um, and the books are on the table. I forgot what it's called. D six, D twenty. Which one? Do you know? It's uh, it the one with the, the newest f- one. It has uh, all uh, different kinds of dice that are game specific. Yeah, it's it's uh something of the force um, oh yeah 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 i've seen yeah it. So, yeah yeah the yeah. last version they put out yep we had um session zero at the beginning of march to do our character sheets and to kind of hammer out the mechanic stuff right before COVID. it was pie day because because one of our guys brought pie and it was right before yeah. covid so we used um something called fantasy grounds that you can build your character sheet in. So we were doing Fantasy Grounds and Discord. Um, our group is really small. There's four of us total. So we recently resumed playing in person. Nice. So it's, we decided, but we played for. Rona be damned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. If you're a true gamer, you have gained in some of the worst situations and worst health that you ever have. So most gamers are going to be immune to it. Also, you've ever been to a gaming convention. <laughs> You're, no, immune. You've been exposed You're immune to everything. To, yeah. 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 So I think uh, we're firmly within the, you know, our gathering is of four people. But if um, stuff tightens up again, we'll probably go back to Discord. But it is nice to have, yeah, the in-person. Yeah. The in-person. But that was, uh, it was a good solution. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. to keep it going at least until, you know, yeah. whatever this is blows over. But and, I got to say like World of Darkness was my entry into tabletop uh role playing games. It was I remember being confused at first, but then once I figured out the playing system, I thought the 1 through 10 playing system was fantastic because yeah. um we played a D&D game um before this Star Wars game. And I still have like no idea how the hell my stats were calculated. I'm what edition? And when we're done with this, I can help. probably fifth. <laughs> uh, fifth, I believe. I believe okay. we're playing like current, so fifth edition. But yeah, I'd be like, so I have a three in this. Is that good? Because I remember <laughs> with a lot of the games. Um, Usually you started with one through five, and then as you got better, you can increase your stats up to to 10. But I think three was like the average. So like if you had three athletics, you had average athletics, you had four, then you were above average and stuff. So I, with uh, D&D, I was like, what's, what's the scale? Like, is it one through 10? Is it one through a (laughs) hundred? You know, so I just thought it was a really good system and yeah, as when they kind of rebooted everything and then they completely changed the system too, it was no bueno. Yeah. Why, why white wolf? Womp, womp. Yeah. Womp, womp. Yeah, well, that's why 2016 was their last publication. Yeah. And at a certain point, Gen Con was white wolf. Yeah. You had yeah. your room of D and D, but it was white wolf everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, World like White Wolf and Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Will probably be the other big game. So yeah. I'm just kind of curious if, like I said, like what exactly happened to White Wolf? Was it, did they do it to themselves by deciding to kind of end the World of Darkness and maybe sell as licensing. it was? And then they rebooted it and a lot of people didn't come over to it were they potentially like having financial issues before then because man they had like a lot of books i mean they published a lot and like i said all the the various swag too t-shirts and pins and necklaces i had the vampire wine glass you know all that stuff so yeah all those trinkets 
all so, those trinkets. So yeah. So in closing, do you you Ray? I know I know what Radius is going to say, but do you have any plugs? No. <laughs> any plugs, Radius? <laughs> nope. Okay. Nope. Don't have any. So Abby, so, do you have any plugs? Anybody you want to talk about? Anything you're working on or anything? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to promote myself. I've I've we been remodeling. I mean, I've been remodeling my office. Behold, yeah. Behold the office. <laughs> Behold, if I painted my walls, I put like about 15 holes in my wall tonight trying to find a freaking stud to hang a shelf. There you go. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and do my normal plugs. <laughs> right. In the so um, uh, Cataclysm Games in McChesney. Uh, I was actually just out there right before. Well, not right before. Uh, earlier in the day before this podcast. Um, definitely support them. They Their games are cheap, man. Like that's just fantastic. So get in there. Get some board games, get some role playing material, have fun there, and then um, we'll we will plug Top Cut, even though it's not tomorrow's yesterday anymore. Um, to, for us, we always call it T is Y, but uh, support Top Cut. You know they they did a, a nice remodel in that place. It looks really good. Um, everybody's super friendly, and they've been super awesome with my daughter and her Pokemon cards. Like every time I go in there, yep. they're like, "Here, here's some promos," and she's just you know elated by it. It's fantastic. So support those businesses please if you're in this area and if you're not in this area go online and support them because they're awesome so uh it was a, a pleasure having you both here so uh radis thanks for coming again yeah. or being on yeah it's always fun yeah i love doing these especially Definitely. when we get to oh, go ahead drag out friends we haven't seen in yeah forever. and it was a uh, uh, awesome having you on abs we'll have to have you on again sometime soon yeah it was we'll, a lot of fun we'll, we'll thanks, thanks for having me we'll definitely cater some topics so that we can get you on here one way or another Okay. So, um, and this has been another episode of the Game Files podcast. Thank you all for listening and take care. Peace. It is a world of darkness. The sin of Cain has spawned the cursed horror that stalks the night in search of living blood. The kindred have long been a secret influence through all ages of human history, plotting against each other in a never ending jihad. Their immortal progeny are among us to this day, hidden from the eyes of humanity by an elaborate masquerade. Welcome, you've got mail. Files done. Goodbye. <laughs>